the news and views you won't hear anywhere else. That's what the announcer would say prior to my show on KSFO in San Francisco for the 20 years I was there. The news and views you won't hear anywhere else. And oh, I like digging through the headlines and giving people stuff they won't find anywhere else. Well, perhaps this is a podcast that you won't find from many as well. It's going to be a solidly Christian episode designed to show you that God wants to give you another chance. That's right, you, you, and you, another chance. And he wants to show you your real purpose for living. Rick Warren had a book out called The Purpose Driven Life a number of years ago. I mean, just an amazing bestseller. People were reading this thing because they wanted to find out what their purpose was. God has a wonderful purpose for you. If I were just to stop and say, what is my purpose? My purpose is encouraging people. I love to encourage people. Now, maybe maybe yours is encouragement. Maybe yours is giving. I've known some people with lots and lots of money who come to know Jesus as Savior, and they give away lots of money. I remember one friend uh, that I met uh, many, many years ago. He's long since passed. I won't tell you which voice. Well, I was going to say, I won't tell you what company he founded. He founded a lot of companies. He told me once, that the biggest thrill for him was, quote, making a million bucks and spending it on the mission field. I've also known others who didn't have a lot of money, but they were just so generous with what they did have. I don't know what your purpose may be. There are so many, but God has a purpose and a plan, especially for your life. But the news and views you won't hear any else. You know, it is so easy to become a Christian. It really is. It's just a matter of saying, Lord, I surrender to you. Take over. And when you when you pray that prayer of faith, I surrender to you. Forgive me of my sins. Take over. What he does at that point is he puts his spirit inside you. Supernatural. Puts his spirit inside you, enabling you to live the Christian life. You won't have to, to battle those temptations. He's battling it for you. You don't have to battle those aspects of your personality that have been a problem in the past. He'll do that for you. And depending on how much you're willing to surrender, this can happen quickly or it can take a long time, as was the case with me. But while it's easy to become a Christian, at the same time, it's challenging. It's, can I use the word difficult? Let me share with you something Jesus had to say. I have a blog post about this at briansussman.com. It's just a quickie. It's called Back to Basics, Saving Your Life. Listen to what Jesus says here. He says this in Matthew chapter 16. He says, If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. Now, let's just begin with what Jesus didn't mean. Because many people interpret cross as some burden they must carry in their lives. You know, a strained relationship, a thankless job, a physical illness. Oh, it's, it's my cross to bear. No, 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 no. That's, that's kind of a self-pitying pride oftentimes, isn't it? It's my cross to bear. Th- that's not what Jesus meant when he said, take up your cross and follow me. You see, when Jesus 
carried that cross up that that hill called Golgotha to be crucified. And maybe you've seen this in various movies. I remember seeing it in, um, I guess, Ben-Hur was one, Charlton Heston, Ben-Hur. I saw Jesus carrying the cross. Mel Gibson's uh, movie was just the depiction of Jesus was so, oh my gosh. I remember... I remember talking to my mother after she saw it, and uh, can I just? I'm gonna I'm gonna repeat exactly what she said. We were talking about Jesus with the cross, taking it to Golgotha, and being strung up on that cross, actually nailed to the cross, and the torture he went through ahead of time. My mother said this quote: "They beat the shit out of him, didn't they?" She was she was saying this to me as a statement and a question. And I said, yes, yes, mom, they did. They did. So that's what happened when Jesus took his cross to be crucified at Golgotha. And when this happened, no one was thinking of the cross as, well, it's, it's his burden to carry. He was carrying that cross to a place of death as a sacrifice for the sins of the world, past, present, and future. But to anybody watching this take place, that cross meant one thing. Now, maybe there were some people that didn't know Jesus from from anybody watching, you know, the the crucifixion. I'm sure there were looky-loos coming every day. People are kind of weird like that. But there were others who thought he was guilty. Guilty of what? Guilty of proclaiming he was God. To a person in the first century, the cross meant one thing and one thing only, a guilty verdict punishable by death in the most painful and humiliating means a human being could think of. That's what it was all about. It was was the worst way to die, and they thought that was fit for certain types of criminals. That's what Jesus was talking about. Take up your cross and follow me. Okay, Brian, help me out here. I'm not following you, man. Friends, it's all about dying to self. Dying to self. Taking the old Brian and hanging it up on that cross. That's what it's all about. Because Jesus wants to transform you just as he's been transforming me for many, many, many years. But then, listen to what Jesus says. I'm going to read this in context now. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. You want life? You want abundant life? You want eternal life? You want to really live like you've never lived before? Lose your life. Because Jesus says when you lose it, you're going to find it. Seems very philosophical, doesn't it? But it's, it's just the truth. If you wish to save your life, you'll lose it. So in other words, people that are living for now, I could, I could start naming names, right? But I'm not going to do that. I've met people in this world, you have too, many of them are in the news, 
They're living for this life. They're trying to save themselves in this life. It's like he who dies with the most toys wins, something like that. He who dies and leaves a legacy for generations to come wins. Uh, No, it's not about that. It's about losing your life for the sake of Jesus because then you're going to find it. And then listen to what Jesus says. I mean, this is, it's like bada-bing, bada-bang, bada-boom. For what will it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet loses his soul? That's what Jesus said. I'm going to read this entire thing in context now. Stay with me. If anyone wishes to come after me, he must deny himself and take up his cross and follow me. For whoever wishes to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will find it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and yet forfeits his soul? You know, the call to denial is tough. It really is. And quite frankly, some, some, some never do it. It's too tough. It's too high a bar. But for those who do, the reward is priceless. Absolutely priceless. I've known a lot of people over the years who had an experience at church, had an experience in a prayer group. Something incredible happened where they were touched by the Holy Spirit. I mean, really and truly touched by God's Spirit. And they got a buzz. They got all jacked up. They got excited. They had this wonderful feeling, and the feeling lasted a while. But at the end of the day, they didn't make that commitment to deny themselves. And, and they ended up, sadly, drifting away. If you wonder if you're ready to take up your cross, I want you to consider these questions. I'm reading this from a blog post now at gotquestions.org. Gotquestions.org. What did Jesus mean when he said, take up your cross and follow me? They do some great work there. Here's what they say. If you're willing to, if you're, if you wonder, if you wonder if you're ready to take up your cross, consider these questions. One, are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing some of your closest friends? Long pause, long pause from yours truly. Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means alienation from your family? Another long pause. Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means the loss of your reputation? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your job? Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your life? Let's, let's just talk about some of these consequences. Are you willing? That's, that's what we're asking here. Are you willing? Because Jesus never forced anybody to follow him. It was always a, are you willing? If there comes a point in your life where you're faced with a choice, Jesus or the comforts of this life, what are you going to choose? I've known people who have come to know Jesus and they have lost friends. Very sad, but they have. I've known others who, I have one friend of mine, he's a pastor, a wonderful man of God, Jewish. And uh, we have that in common and we, 
We, we share a lot of stories together. But his family, when he became a follower of Yeshua, his family actually had a funeral for him. Are you willing to follow Jesus, Jesus if it means the loss of your reputation? Some of you know who Deion Sanders is. He was the flashiest college football player when he was back in the day. And then, of course, when he was in the NFL, he was all about the flash. And, of course, he also he was one of the few people that actually played in the NFL and Major League Baseball simultaneously. Unbelievable athlete. And now a commentator. I watch him regularly on the NFL Network when the season is in play. He's just he's a big, big personality. He was um, he was quite the quite the partier back in the day, and I have a friend who played with him on the 49ers. I, I I don't feel as if I have permission to mention who this friend is, but Dion became a Christian. Dion gave his life to the Lord, and when my friend heard that Dion Sanders became a Christian. He absolutely did not believe it. He had to see it with his own eyes. My friend was a a solid Christian on the 49ers football team, known for being a Christian, (laughs) known for being very (laughs) straight-laced. He couldn't believe it. Dion's reputation as the partier extraordinaire had been trashed because he decided to follow Jesus. That's the loss of reputation. Are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your job? Hey, this is happening these days. In these days of cancellation and censorship, are you willing to follow Jesus if it means losing your life? I have a friend who's a missionary. I I don't even want to tell you what country it's in, Southeast Asia. I've always told him I would keep his identity, you know, just between us where he the specifics between us. Uh, but he's in Southeast Asia, and he said when he signed up for the job to be a missionary in that part of the world uh, some decades ago, he did so fully knowing that the decision to go to that part of the world as a Christian could mean him being a martyr for Jesus. Commitment to Christ, commitment to Jesus, commitment to the Messiah, commitment to the Son of God, commitment to the one who says, I am the way, truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except through me. Commitment to Jesus, the creator of the universe. Commitment to Jesus, the upholder of all things. Commitment to Jesus, the radiance of the Father's glory. Yeah, that Jesus means taking up your cross daily, giving up your hopes, your dreams, your possessions, even your very life, if need be. Only if you're willing to take up your cross, may you be called a disciple of Jesus. That's Luke 14, 27. But the reward is worth the price. What is our reward? Okay, let's, let's just focus here. What is our reward? Eternity eternity. Peace with God in this life, eternity in the life to come. And, and I love this, he will show you what your purpose is. He's got a plan for you in this life. (laughs) 
Jesus followed his call of death to self. Take up your cross and follow me with the gift of life. Whoever wants to save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for me will find it. And here's the awesome news. For those of us who go down this path of giving up our lives to Jesus, when we screw up, when we fall off the wagon, so to speak, when we think more of ourselves than we should and less of him than we should, he gives us another chance. He's always there saying, daughter, son, I'm willing to give you another chance. That's, that's the beauty of this whole thing. Not that we want sloppy agape, as some people say. You know, agape is God, God's love. We, we, don't, we don't want to take advantage of God's love. We don't want to be sloppy about the grace that he offers us. But the reality is, oftentimes, we screw up and screw up big. You want examples of that? Oh, the Bible. The Bible is replete with example after example. Probably one of the key characters is Jesus himself. Or, or look at Peter. Peter's denials of Jesus during that mock trial just before Jesus was crucified. God's there to give us another chance. Oh, that's the best news ever. Thank you, Lord. We all need another chance. And on top of all that, all that, God has a plan and purpose for your life. The plan, of course, getting to know him in this life. Plan, of course, eternity to come. But he also has a purpose for you. And he wants to use you for his kingdom with those purposes, those those gifts, those talents that he's placed within you. This is all good news, my friends. Lord, thank you so much for the plans you have for us. They're good. For the purpose you have for us. They are awesome. For the grace you give to us. For the fact that you always give us another chance. Oh, thank you, Lord. And thank you, friends, for listening. Um, More on me at briansussman.com. Thank you for getting the word out about this podcast. I will see you with another podcast. See you figuratively, of course, with another podcast tomorrow. God bless you.